0: Hallelujah! Now, let's look on our Bibles here for a minute. And I'm going to talk this morning and tonight on this subject. So you don't want to miss tonight because we won't get it all uh, taught out this morning. But we're going to cover some. And here in Romans chapter uh, 16, I'd like you to look over here with me. Romans 16, verse 25 and 26. I'm going to read from the King James. Then I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. We're talking about redemption and and while I was studying this week, the Lord said, take your passport with you. This is the second passport I've owned. And he said, call this redemption your passport to freedom, the series I'm teaching. What I'm talking about this morning and tonight is called Redemption, Your Passport to Freedom. Freedom from what? Freedom from anything that binds you. Freedom from anything that hinders you. Freedom from anything that's under the curse of the law. I mean, if there's anything wrong in your life, it'd have to be under the curse of the law. And the Bible says Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. He took our place. That's what Easter's all about. Hallelujah. And we need to get on this side of things over here after he resurrected. You know, and and I'm not making fun. I'm just saying I listen to the way people talk. You know, they were interviewing a nationally known ministry on TV. And, of course, I know where he's coming from because he's more of a, probably an exhorter. I don't know if he's a real evangelist. But anyway, he's made it very simple in his presentation. And the lady asked him, well, what, what is Easter all about to you? Well, it's about Jesus' sufferings. And things, and then he went on a little bit about being born again. But see, now that's true, but what we need to be thinking about when we think about, uh, you know, the resurrection or Easter is to think about the resurrection. See, what's happening sometimes in our minds, we're going way back here to the cross, and that happened 2,000 years ago you're born again you've come to the cross we're not making fun of the cross listen you can learn something or or you just stay where you're at all your life at the cross you know and feeling sorry for Jesus listen Jesus came when you didn't ask him because he loves you we didn't ask him to come he came of his own volition him and the father figured this out and, may, and he's going to send him and make him a man and let him live a life the spotless perfection Hebrew says he never did sin so he went to the cross really he really didn't have anything against him but he went there to pay for our redemption our passport to freedom now if you want to get emotional about Jesus, I don't have a problem with that. I get emotional back, but I don't stay back at the cross. I don't even stay in the upper room when I got spirit filled. That's happened that happened in 1978. When I got spirit filled. So I'm way past that. I appreciate the cross. I appreciate getting spirit and all the other things that God's delivered me out of but all of that was accomplished way back then I just figured it out by reading his word or hearing other people preach and said I'll take that because I have a passport to enter into that now you know I'm not bragging but I've been all over the world I've been to a couple county fairs and a hayride about 80 mission trips now I've been to Russia three times Europe three times getting ready to do some other mission work in maybe uh, some foreign countries I've never been to before And I got this passport, it's my second one, because I filled the first one up. Stamped from all over the world. There's my Russian visa for one of the trips I took. But I was reading this. It's interesting here. I'm talking about your, your redemption. At the top, in English, it says, The Secretary of State of the United States of America hereby requests all whom it may concern to permit the citizen national, that's me, of the United States named herein that's me to pass without delay or hindrance and in case of need to give all lawful aid and protection because I'm a U.S. citizen (laughs) redemption is your passport to freedom where do you need to get what I'm teaching today to get you there you know, you can't even get out of the country anymore unless you sneak out without one of these. I I'm pretty sure they passed a law in Mexico and Canada they probably can't get out without one of these now after 9-11. Of course, most of the places I've traveled, you've, I've needed that over the years. But redemption is your passport to freedom. i got all kinds of countries stamped in here. Let's see. Let's just say this one's finances. Hey, that's stamped. Uh, healing for my family hey that's stamped how about a sound mind hey that's stamped I may have visited a place that looked like I was bound for a little bit but they're stamped me let me back out hallelujah <laughs> you, some, some, some of you about three o'clock this afternoon figure out what I just said and you'll get up and run around your living room if you have any sense and start you know, thanking God that you redeemed that you didn't just go to church because Jesus is pretty flowers and pink outfits, but you, you came because you realized that you're redeemed now. Amen. And you want to learn more about your redemption. And I can't cover it all just this morning. But I know this, when God made man, Adam, he made him to be a God-man. He made him to be a dominion man. He made him God of this world, small g, but he was still God of this world. Because Hebrews, of course it'd be Hebrews, would tell us later, after the whole thing's been redeemed and everything you know, put back like it, that Jesus' blood cleansed everything from the earth all the way up except the throne room itself. So everything had been marred because of Adam's transgression. I'm going to get to that in just a minute. Whatever Adam had, he forfeited it because he bowed his knee to an alien spirit called the devil. And then the devil, Satan, Lucifer, became the god of this world. And if you're not born again, you're under His authority. But if you're born again, you're in Christ. You're redeemed. That means He doesn't have any authority over you whatsoever. (laughs) Got a passport, man. Get your filthy hands off of me. I'll appeal to the high priest of this thing, and he'll take care of things. Fooling with the wrong person here. I'm not talking about in the natural, I'm talking about spiritually. You know, when you fool with a covenant person who knows their covenant, it it doesn't matter if the covenant person's not even mad about it, but you're in for a rough road to hoe. You put your words on a covenant person, you put your hands on a covenant person, you lie about a covenant person, you maliciously say things. Oh my God. You better get in your passport. (laughs) We've been redeemed. Well and, and, you know, we can give all fancy definitions. I've studied it in the, you know, back in Hebrew words, Greek words, and I'll do my homework, we've got some things to share. But here's the bottom line it means deliverance. It means freedom. That's a modern day word. I would say you got freedom. You got freedom. Because of Jesus and what he did, we got freedom. Hallelujah. <laughs> Most people are identifying with Him prior to the cross or or thinking they got to be punished. Instead of Him, He paid the price for your punishment so you wouldn't have to bear it. Now, you understand there's going to be persecution. We're not talking about that. When you're a word person, there's people who don't want to believe nothing. They're going to slander and malign and, and things like that. But we just keep on walking. We just keep on walking in our redemption. Now, I'm in Romans 16... Look at 25 and 26. Now to him that is of power to establish you, Paul says, according to my gospel, that's interesting, according to my gospel, and the, or we would just say the gospel of the new covenant, that's the way I would say it, and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. See, there were certain things kind of held under a uh, cover uh, somewhat of not understanding fully because back in that old covenant, you know, everything they knew, they just worshipped it because they were spiritually dead people. They didn't realize all that was coming fully. They understood some by prophecies that were let out here and there. I remember God told the devil, you know, back in when, when Adam sinned and God said, what have you done? You remember that? I don't, we don't need to go back there. We're talking about the gospel now. We're talking about that had been kept secret and the reason was because people lost their connection to God Adam lost that connection remember God said what have you done since this woman then he said woman what have you done and this is the devil and just passed the buck and then finally he said something to the man something to the woman he got to the devil and said I'm going to send one I'm going to send one it's going to, going to, going to mess with your head the literal Hebrew says he's going to destroy your lordship over man Believe me, the devil understood that. Spirits understand. You know, I've been in Germany and Russia and cast out devils, and they all obeyed me. They don't even know English. But spirits do. People didn't know English. But when I said, come out, they just came out. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what it says here, it says, let me read it again. Now unto him that's power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. But now, say now. Now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, has been made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. And what would that mean, obedience of faith? Obedience to have faith in what this mystery has provided. Obedience to have faith in what the mystery has provided. And, and we see something here. Now, you know, we've done a lot of study. We're not bragging, but we, we're not ignorant. We've been in this a long time. We took Greek in seminary, and all I can tell you is that every time in my lifetime of uh, 30, 36 years in the ministry, every time that I looked up a word from the New Testament in the King James, went to the Greek, and then read it out of the Amplified, every single time they hit it. So I have to say that the Amplified is one of the closest translations to the literal Greek of any of the translations that I have. And I have a computer that's got probably 40 on it. And I've got a library that I've probably got 25 translations of, of different things, maybe more. But here it says in the Amplified, Now to him who is able to strengthen you in the faith. Oh, I like that already which is in accordance with my gospel and the preaching of concerning Jesus Christ the Messiah according to the revelation or the unveiling of the mystery of the plan of redemption. See, the mystery is the plan of redemption. It says, which was kept in silence and secret for long ages, but now is disclosed and through the prophetic scriptures is made known to all men according to the command of the eternal God to win them to obedience to the faith. See, to have obedience in my faith in the plan of redemption, what does the plan of redemption do and why was it even necessary? See, that's what we're looking at right now. So let's, let's begin going back to Romans chapter 5 a minute. Let me show you something here, Romans chapter 5. Remember, redemption, your passport to freedom. Yes, Hallelujah redemption your passport to freedom glory be to God I went into a prison one time to minister in Honduras and they made me give up my passport I didn't like that they frisked me I don't mean play with it frisked me they frisked me they didn't care how I felt about it or anything and they said here's a little metal strip put it in your pocket if you lose it you're not getting out of the prison so I remember Dale and I were there and Dale had his hand on his pocket every time I looked at him he was doing this he said, we took a seat in the, in the sanctuary of that prison to preach and he was sitting there like that he stood up <laughs> praising God but we, we all felt like that you know they practically strip us at the entrance you know in front of three or four guards and checked every place you can imagine and then they said give me your passport and there's your little piece of metal and if you don't have that when you come back to this gate it don't matter that we have your passport in here you're staying Well, that's, see my passport was my <laughs> redemption's my passport to freedom so we kept a hold of that <laughs> I had a great meeting by the way kind of a kind of a wild place if you don't have faith there's guys walking around in there you know and every once in a while there would be a guy with a big club looked like a bat of course there's other people walking around with weapons up on a fence and also in the crowd and I said to pastor so and so I said, what's with the guys with the clubs well they're inmates they get paid so much a day if their fight breaks out they just beat the tar out of everybody until they stop they just leave them there bleeding and just move on to the next group it's kind of a wild place They had children there, teenagers there, men and women there. They had mentally ill there. They had, you know, criminals. Been to a couple county fairs and the hayride, I'm telling you now. But praise God, my redemption said I was covered. Passport or no passport. I mean, I was covered. You know what I mean? God protected me, brought me in, brought me out. I got to preach. People got saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anybody listening? Now, we're back here in Romans chapter 5. And this Romans 5 should be studied some, sometime when we have even more time than we have this morning. But I want to give a little inkling to some things. And we start in verse 12 here. It says, Wherefore, as by one man, Romans 5 and 12, Wherefore, as by one man, that's talking about Adam, sin entered into the world. Notice it didn't say nothing about the devil right there. It didn't say anything about God. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin... And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Isn't that interesting? In other words, Adam had authority, but when he sinned, he opened the door for the law of sin and death to come. But the main thing he did is he disconnected from God through his disobedience. He submitted to an outlaw spirit called the devil. But what I'm trying to show you is man is always the one that's in authority down here. You hear people talk about the sovereignty of God God's in charge Well if he's in charge He sure got it messed up Think about it You don't have to go too far Newspaper, magazines, TV, news channel What people do to one another in our city What people do to try to get ahead All kinds of strangeness God's not in charge of that No, God gave man the authority And man, Adam, gave it away To Satan Satan became the God of this world New Testament and 2 Corinthians says that. And he blinds the minds of those who believe not. Not necessarily always just the unbelievers, but those who won't believe that portion. You know, our, our modern day thinking is everything's medicine and counseling. And there's a place for that somewhat. But listen, what about devils? What about if somebody's got a demon? Or an evil spirit? What are you going to do about that? You can't medicate that demon. You can medicate the person But see we don't See we got to begin to think different about all the, Man has authority In Jesus Christ we have it Now let's, let, let me read on through here a little bit It says uh, So this law of sin and death came down on man And talking about Adam And then it passed upon all men This is why we need to be born again This is why Jesus said, You must be born again, because a man without God is spiritually dead to God. He's not dead. He's he's not dead in sense he doesn't exist. I'm talking about the man, but he's dead to God. His spirit is not energized by the power of God. He doesn't have eternal life in him yet. He's not born again. He's not redeemed. He has the right to his redemption, but he's never received it. I remember the first couple times <clears throat> I started going places was Mexico. Of course, then you didn't need this. You could get a birth certificate and go. But of course, everything changed after a while. And then I started going to Europe and, and other places in South America. And they said, you have to have a passport and so forth in certain places. So I just got one. And then I filled it up and I, ordered, I got another. One. Well, it was available. The passport was available all the time down at the post office, going down there and getting papers and paying them a fee and filling out the papers. Them sending me this. And as long as any country on the planet would receive me as a citizen of America, you know, unless they say, we don't want you here, then I have the right to come. Right. Yes. According to this, if I'm in that country and we have an ambassador there and a, what do you call those places? A consulate, embassy. A embassy. If something happens, I can say, well, I'm American. I'm pleading to the consulate. You take me there to my ambassador if something would happen. Right. And they're supposed to in the technical sense and legal sense be able to come to bat for me in that country that maybe something was misunderstood here with dr. Jacobs you need to let him go he didn't do that or whatever whatever you know etc see what I mean now in the world system some of this is just theoretical because there's a lot of politically political jockeying and money and different things can happen that forbids people from doing what they should but in the spirit world it never fails how many are listening to me in the spirit world it never fails Redemption, your passport to freedom. I know you maybe maybe you never thought about it this way, but your problems, the only problem you have is spiritual. You get your spirit straightened out. You understand spiritual things. You can fix anything. Yeah, but you don't know about... No, it doesn't matter what I don't know about. It's what you don't know about. Listen... Your redemption is your passport to freedom. Walking in your freedom. The only reason people wouldn't tithe is because of fear. The only reason people are sick is because they either don't know they've been redeemed or they're doing things that keep the redemption from operating in them properly. You know, because the Bible, Jesus healed, He never said to anybody, Keep your sickness, you dirty dog, you. But he did tell the guy he got healed. He said, "Now listen, now that you're well, don't go sin again." So it gives us a clue. He was there because of sin. Don't go sin again. At least the worst thing come on you. So there are things that hinder uh, hinder redemption, but it's not on God's side. His redemption's perfect. How many are getting this? Redemption is your passport to freedom you learn how you don't know how to pray well that you should be learning you should have learned you should if you have it don't know how to pray get a hold of God you should start today I'm going to talk a little bit about that Tuesday night I think on prayer but anyway regardless of that you could have learned in a church like this because we've taught it and we've demonstrated it all you had to do is show up and watch we don't know everything but we do know how to get a hold of God so that means that even if nobody else knows how to get a hold of God we do and that's not true. I'm just giving that as an exaggerated illustration. Redemption is my passport to freedom. If I can get a hold of God, if I can bind the devil, loose the angels, loose the Spirit of God, move in the Holy Ghost, do what the Word says, and we can then praise God Then I can move forward, and I can move forward with freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we're talking about some things here Because this law of sin and death came through a man You've got to get a hold of that You know God put man in charge And then he said here you go do this I'm giving you the authority I'm giving you the dominion I'm giving you the power Whatever you say goes Even after he made Adam And created him and so forth And he was a God man He was a man with God in him God on him You know he just If you understand where I'm saying He brought all the animals to him All the bugs Everything Whatever you call it, that's what it'll be. If he'd have called a fly an elephant, I guess there goes a fly. I mean, there goes an elephant. See? He gave him the authority. He didn't say, no, I don't like that name, change it. No, he said, you have authority. I'm trying to help you to see something. (laughs) By one man, sin entered in. Because the devil, you know, he deceived Eve. He didn't deceive Adam. Adam should have took authority over that and he should have told his wife or whatever, but anyway, that's a whole nother. But we know they did sin and opened the door for sin and death. Now let's read on, verse 13. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. He's talking here about the law of Moses. Nevertheless, death reigned from death reigned. Death, death not just physical death, but just the reign of death, not life. Look at this. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. In other words, they didn't do the same thing Adam did. They didn't have to. The the door to sin and death came upon all people. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, verse 14, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is a figure of him that was to come. Talking about Jesus. Adam was a figure of the one who would come. In the Bible, the New Testament calls Jesus the last Adam. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of the one many be dead, much more the grace of God, and the gift of grace which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. In other words... That when Jesus paid the price, He just made justification or redemption available for every single human being to be made right with God. Amen. Redemption, your passport to freedom. Hallelujah. Listen, there's a lot of things happening in the earth, there's a lot of things going to happen, not all of it good. But listen, you're redeemed. You know, the the cinema people, they're producing films, all weird stuff, you know, and and it's demon-inspired, a lot of it, and different things, but we're serving the real and true living God. And it's your passport to freedom. (laughs) It doesn't matter if somebody has a big church and says there is no hell. That ain't right. Just because he's got a couple more members than somebody else, that don't make him an authority about anything. Just because somebody's got an education don't make them authority when it comes to spiritual things, even if they went to seminary. Right. But redemption, and knowing your redemption and understanding and understanding how it functions, how it works, and operating in it and entering into it, oh, praise God, it's your road to freedom. Yeah. Pa- your passport, redemption, is your passport to freedom. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we need to understand some of these things. Jesus came to redeem us. That was the whole purpose. He didn't come just show us how to be a nice person. He was nice. He was kind. He's God manifested in the flesh, but He became a man. He came for a purpose. He said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. And I know we've taught that you know, evangelistically, that there's talking about man, but really the thing that was lost was man's dominion man's authority the ability see you could, they could get forgiveness of sins under the Old Testament you could take a, a, a lamb or some kind of animal and if you didn't have a lot of money they'd let you bring a turtle dove or two or whatever it was you know all that Levitical stuff you know back in Leviticus Deuteronomy and so forth and if you sin offering trespass and all that and get forgiveness but they couldn't be redeemed and be made a new creature what Jesus came to do is make us on the inside just like what He is. You know where the first man was born again at? In the bowels of the earth in hell. You know who that first man was? His name was Jesus. First man that ever, the Bible calls him the firstborn from the dead. Not just physically dead, he was that, but spiritually dead. The Bible said he descended into the bowels of the earth and up from the grave when once a debt was paid and God said, that's enough, it's paid then, then the spirit of God went down there and energized his spirit and he became reborn. He threw back the forces of darkness and went over to Satan and kicked him in the head. Bam! Took the keys of hell and death said I am he that was dead but I'm alive! I'm alive! You know you need to get that in your thinking Revelation 1 not back that he's just bleeding and dying I mean you know thank God for the passion the movie if it convicts people it makes people get saved but that's, that's for people that need that. We needed it and we got it. And we're over here now. I'm looking at Jesus like the one in Revelation. His eyes a flame of fire. God got the keys of hell and death. Now you go in my name and take my name and bind the devil. Rebuke him. Pray for the sick and they'll be recovered. And Preach the gospel of Jesus. <laughs> Redemption. Your passport to freedom. we didn't wake up to this what does Ephesians say wake thou that sleepest and Christ will give you light Come on. Wake up. some of you got your spirit open a little and some of you just saying I don't know this preacher's kind of wild today but don't no, listen to me you can get something yeah but I grew up in church and my preacher never said that my mom and daddy loved God and they never told me that maybe they didn't know it did you ever think of that maybe that preacher loved God as best he knew he was just limited by all the books he was reading full of unbelief all the preachers that mentored him who believed you had to just eke it out, do the best you can, and someday in the good and by we're going to get there somehow, some way, somehow. Oh God! Which really is just a fancy stuff for unbelief. Yeah, I grew up in the church. We had a praise and worship leader. You know, I went to seminary, learned about four four time and all that doing your arm that way people in robes up here singing and if we had a good vocalist they could belt it out at a certain point and up from the grave he arose with the mighty triumph over his foes he arose a victor from the dark domain but just live any way you can try to figure it out and you get in trouble come down here and fill out a card saying you repented are you making fun yes definitely I'm making fun of unbelief because that never helped me I've filled out those cards I cried snotted and blew my nose and all the above and sincere in my heart but they didn't tell me redemption means you have a passport to freedom Michael they didn't tell me the devil was defeated I don't think they knew it they didn't tell me healing was available they didn't know it I went to a guy's church one time a couple years ago. It's been a while now. And, and they had in the pew, they had pews. And I'm not knocking pews. Whatever, however you want to sit, sit. But they had a paper in the back, you know, pray for these on our sick list. My God, it was at an 8.5 by 11, had 475 names on it. Yeah, it had them numbered. Out of a church of 1,000 or 1,200, half their church is sick. Some of them deadly sick. Some of them never got off that list, they just, just you know, they just died. No, I wasn't preaching. It wasn't my church. I don't even know who they were. I went there for a wedding. See, that's what I'm trying to tell you all. See, you know, we think, you know, we got to understand that we get into this redemption. This is why Jesus came. And every day I live, I thank Him that I'm redeemed. I get up thanking Him. Father, I thank You for my redemption this morning. I'm delivered from every evil work. Remember that verse in Timothy I tell you about does it work fully well sometimes people violate things and get in trouble and different things I understand that too but we're, we're moving towards what's available we're constantly holding up the standard that we know is available to us hallelujah yeah redemption means that we were in bondage to something and redemption means literally that to free from captivity by a ransom you know you go to the pawn shop and you sell something like a guitar or an amp and until you come back and pay for it or maybe they got time, time frame on that I don't know how all that works but you know you got a receipt that says you know if you bring the $200 back then you can get your guitar and amp back if not then they're going to sell it and try to make money but that, that guitar was in the authority of the owner of the pawn shop now that's what happened to us we got sold out to Satan and God had to figure out a way to do everything legally so he, him and Jesus got together and Jesus said okay I'll go and I'll become a man and I'll pay the price Come on. you know Isaiah 53 says the iniquity of us all that's sin, weaknesses, sicknesses, mental disorders emotional instability every, that all of that was laid on him now some people think the devil laid it on him, but God laid it on him because he laid it on him because he was going to become our substitute. He was going to become what we were, spiritually alienated from God. So God became the high priest and laid on Jesus the, all the sicknesses, all the weaknesses, all the infirmities, all the pains, all the whatever it is that harasses mankind, mental illness, emotional instability, all kinds of strange things and bizarre diseases and behaviors. He laid it all on him. And he took it. He didn't have to take it, but he took it because he loves you. We just sang about it a minute ago. We talked about the blood. Even in my sin, he took my place. He became what I was so I could be as he is. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, I got, a, I got discharged from the Navy and I got a certificate that says that, and guess what? They can't call me back. Maybe that's a little crude illustration, but when, when I got released, I got released. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've been redeemed. Now, let me get down here to verse 17. and I, let, let, let me First of all, let me read something here in verse 10. I'm still in Romans 5. We didn't get very far, did we, this morning? Hang on just a minute. Verse 10. For if while we were enemies, verse 10 in the Amplified, uh, Romans 5, 10, For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, it is much more certain now that we are reconciled that we shall be saved daily delivered from sin's dominion daily delivered from sin's dominion now when I read that I don't just think about uh, you know going and shooting dope or looking at a bad magazine or that's included but how about just sin's authority period sin and death has no authority over you Everything that's under the curse as sin and death it's got death in it and on it and throughout it it says here let me read it again who shall be saved daily delivered from sin's dominion through his resurrection life <laughs> great no wonder John said greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world greater is he that's in us we've been reborn and then we got the Holy Ghost that came he made us a new creature and then he came in his fullness when we got baptized in the Holy Ghost and greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world man oh man oh man oh let's read verse 17 now from the King James first of all we're talking for if by one man's offense that was Adam death reigned by one he reigned in other words death began to reign through Satan much more they which receive abundance of grace notice those which receive it and of the gift of righteousness or right standing with the Father shall reign in life shall reign in life not after life shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ Shall shall reign in life shall reign in life shall reign in life shall reign in we have the right to reign in life right now let me read from the amplified of this verse. Therefore, as uh, or man, okay, for it's because of one man's transgression, lapse offense, death reign through the one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, reign as kings in life through the one man. See, the one man so, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, shall reign as kings in life. We could even say in this life. You and I were sold out to the bondage of the devil, but Jesus came to be our liberator, and He paid the price. He paid the price to set you free. I said He paid the price to set you and I free. Redemption's your passport to freedom. Now let's look over here at Romans chapter four just a second. I'm just about ready to close for this morning. Now you want to don't want to miss tonight. Uh, we just barely got this opened up a little bit here, but in the king james uh, romans four twenty five says who was delivered, or we would say maybe delivered up for our offenses for our our offenses Talking about Jesus, he was delivered up for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. The Amplified says, "Who was betrayed and put to death because of our misdeeds and was raised to secure our justification, our acquittal." Anybody watch those judges on TV? I like a couple of them. I watch them, you know, and sometimes they they'll put the gavel down and you're acquitted. You know, there's not enough evidence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! To secure our justific- our acquittal, in other words, in the in the heavenly legal process, you've got a, you've been acquitted, yeah. making our account balance and absolving us from all guilt oh before God. Oh my! Go. No, more guilt. no more guilt. Well, I wonder what your life would be like, my life, fully, if we walked in the revelation of our redemption. And we realize that we, I'm not guilty anymore. Yeah, but what if you miss it? Well, you're quick to say I'm sorry. You're quick to repent, whatever needs to do. But that doesn't, just because you miss it doesn't knock you out of your redemption. And we need to claim onto this that Jesus paid the price for us and as far as heaven's concerned, our acquittal absolving us from all guilt. I think that when we begin to feel guilty all the time, it destroys our boldness to come before God. It destroys our ability to approach Him with a clean heart when the blood of Jesus should do that for us. But we get taught religion sometimes and not redemption. <clears throat> How many understand what I'm saying? Now, you know, if you know me, if you don't know me, you better be careful what you say about what I'm going to say here. But if you know me, you know that I love Jesus Christ with all my heart. If you've been around me for any length of time. <clears throat> but there's churches full today. They're, they're crying and they're bawling and squalling about what Jesus did at the cross. But you can do that, but let's get over here and talk about what that means to us now. <clears throat> did He just die on the cross to make us, you know, have to fill up a Kleenex box? I'm not making fun. There's times I feel emotional about my Savior. There's times I cry. I was just in this meeting, and some, the Spirit of God moved somebody to minister to me, and I began to bawl because I'd had some stuff on my thinking. And God spoke to me prophetically. He said, It's over. Well, I was believing that, but I mean, here came the word of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! We need to begin to believe that redemption put us in a different realm and whatever it is that we were dealing with, if we'll stay in the Word and stay under a pastor where we can teach you this, we're not going to get it all taught today. The bell's about ready to ring. But we'll be here tonight that your redemption is your passport to freedom. Your redemption is your passport to freedom. Once you begin to understand that you're really redeemed and that God hears you when you pray, you hear people say, well, I'm a hoping and a praying. Well, you're not going to get it. It says when you pray, believe you receive and you shall have it. You've got to believe. Hope has its place but not in that particular context there because the hope where it should be believing won't work. You might start in hope because hope gets built into you through the Word of God and the preaching of the gospel and through your time in the Word. But then you're going to have to get to a place where you lock in with your faith and believe God that it's working for you now. Every time some you know people talk to Brother Hagan, they've done it to me. I've said, well, "Let's pray, see if you can agree with this." And I get done praying and say, "Well, are you in agreement?" Well, I sure hope so, Pastor Jake. I said, "Well, it's not working. I'm believing you're hoping." some cases I've been able to say just how about you just stay out of it let me do the believing or let me talk to you a minute see if I can get you up to snuff you know what I mean up to snuff up to where you should believe with me I mean you know praise God some people just receive better I went to the hospital to pray for an old man one time. I don't think he's here today, Junior Cherry. It was his father-in-law, Samuel. He's about he's about 70-some years old then. Had oxygen mask on, dying, lung all filled up with stuff. I don't know what all was wrong with that man. And 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 I came to his bedside there, and I said, You know, I'm Pastor Jacobs, and your daughter uh, Helen asked me to come if I pray for you. He said, That'd be good. I said, What's the matter with you, Dad? And he said, uh, done, done, done. I said well listen I'm going to pray But listen the main thing is you need to get saved And you have Jesus in your heart And he was he's confused about it. So we prayed he got saved And I said I'm going to lay hands on your chest right here God's going to heal you of this lung situation The next day he got released from the hospital He was dying I mean his lungs all messed up on Oxygen I'm not making fun of Just in bad shape 73 or 4 years old then Became one of my best colleagues at church A tree fell on the old man at 77 years old he came to church the whole side of his body was black he said can you pray for me pastor I prayed for him God healed him I mean he's just an easy receiver that's what was his it didn't take 15 pages of notes or anything I mean I went in the hospital room within about 5 minutes he was well and saved these things are written that we might know we have eternal life but these things are also written that we might know period redemption your passport to freedom. Freedom from what? I don't know whatever's bugging you. Whatever's try- the devil's trying to throw sin and death on us or trying to encroach upon things. The curse of the law, all the things written back there. We've been redeemed from all that. We're in life. Say, I'm in life. I'm in life. Life's in me. Life's in me. I, walk in life. I walk in life. I walk in the light. I walk in, I walk in love. That's it. See, we need to start thinking like that. Hallelujah. Don't misunderstand what I said earlier. I get emotional about my Savior too. But what really turns Him on, if I can say it that way, is me getting a hold of what He's provided for me and saying, yes, Jesus, I received what you did back then. I know it was terrible. I don't even know that I understand it all. I know what the Bible teaches about it. I'm not pretending to understand how you must have felt, but I'm thank God you're not feeling that way anymore, and I don't have to go through what you did because you took my place. Yes, praise God! Yes. He took my place. Yes. He took my place. He bore my sicknesses. He bore my disease. He bore all the fear. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. He bore it so we don't have to have fear. Yes. Praise God. Redemption your passport to freedom. (laughs) we got a lot to say tonight. You don't want to miss it. But I wonder today, let's stand up just a minute if you would with me. If there's anybody here, perhaps you're here as a visitor.